The following is the first in a series of shows I'm going to do where I examine the arguments that constitutional conservatives make each day in media. The reason for doing this is made clear in the show. I hope people appreciate the show I put out and the effort I put in. And if they do, I hope they come and support the show. Thanks again. Enjoy. Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a good episode. I actually take a piece of audio from talk radio guy and I break it down, show people how many things he leaves out. And I've done these shows before. I'm going to do more of them because people need to see how deceptive the arguments are. I think they need to see it again and again and how many different ways they do it. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people the truth. And I know that pisses a lot of people off, but that's just the only way forward. And I'm also a self-certified master practitioner. I gave myself that title almost 20 years ago because I saw what a joke the entire profession was. (laughs) And one quick note, I'm going to promote myself a little bit. I did start inside my Patreon account. I started doing a live show every other Saturday night for my Patreon people. They get to call in and we talk about stuff, pretty much whatever's on people's minds. I just wanted to tell people that because I don't do a lot of self-promotion during the show. I don't run a huge amounts of ads or anything else, but I wanted to tell people about that because a lot of people might be interested in that. And if they are, then they need to go over and sign up. Okay, now this show runs a little bit over, so let's go ahead and get it going. So I'm convinced that the only way that we have any chance, to the extent that we even actually have a chance, which I think the odds are low, but I'm going to keep trying. (laughs) I'm going to keep trying because to the extent we have any chance at all, the only way forward is to get the people who are already conservatives, kind of constitutional conservatives, those people want the right thing. They want freedom. They want liberty. They want limited government. But they are so massively misled by the people who run all of that entire thing in media. Every one of the big players, every one of the small players out in media, who's anybody, is grossly misleading those people. And the only chance we have is to get those people, because the people I run into, they follow a progression if they have ever figured it out. And that is, they were either conservatives or they grew up in a liberal family. And if you grew up in a real liberal family, then they... they became conservatives, and then they figure out that conservatism is crap, too. You have to progress like that. You can't jump from one to the other. It's just so rare. So the people we need are all the people listening to talk radio and watching Fox and Oanon and all these news networks that are crap, that drive people into this constitutional voting system that has no chance. It has no chance. It has never worked. It's not working. It goes in one direction. And the people who lead it make millions and millions and millions of dollars. They point out all these problems we have, but the solution is always this voting crap and staying on the plantation and obeying law enforcement and working within the system and pushing this idea that the government's just making mistakes and that the problem is the blue team. My podcasts have made it clear as day that the legal structure 
that we operate under has absolutely nothing to do with the theoretical construct they tell people. And every single day during the week, they push this crap for hours and hours and hours. And a couple days ago, they passed the uh, gigantic new 1.2 or 3 or 1.8, depending on the numbers you look at, $2 trillion bullshit deal. The Democrats did. And of course, in predictable fashion, the talk radio guys are right there ready to complain. You have to understand how badly they mislead you because they, they say things that are right, but then they ignore all the things that they should be saying and they, they drive you into a ditch of voting. So once again, I'm going to play some of this absurdity that passes for the so-called opposition to this spending. So let's go ahead and start it up. The bigger the government gets, the more powerful the Democrat Party gets. The more powerful the Democrat Party gets, the bigger the government gets. Okay. One in the same. One in the same. Okay. Well, not really, because the, the Republican side pushes the massive police state. See, they ignore that. Yes, all of these social programs, that's pushed by the Democrats. But the other side of this red-blue fantasy is that the, the red team that he represents pushes the police state, giant military, constant surveillance. <laughs> that's what they push. And then they pretend that all these things are private businesses while the federal government supports them. These gigantic, huge corporations. And the Republicans themselves pushed through massive spending bills that are completely absurd. It wasn't like the spending dropped under Trump. Trump is the one who signed us up for Operation Warp Speed and passed a declaration of emergency that enabled the government to pass all these faked up things under the so-called emergency. He didn't bring experts in. He didn't do anything. So they love to point at the other side about the spending they want, but the Republicans are just as bad. They're just as bad. They just spend it on different things. So let's continue. Virtually every Republican president finds that they're being undermined by the bureaucracy. Okay. Well, if they're being undermined by the bureaucracy, why don't they cut the bureaucracy? Why don't they get rid of all these unconstitutional departments, like the Department of Education, Department of Energy, Health and Human Services, Homeland Defense? Why don't they just get rid of them all? Why don't they stand up and speak truth to the people? They don't. All they do is complain and raise money around trying to get elected. Just like this guy. That's what he pushes each time. That we have to get organized and get rid of them. Well, it doesn't work. See, it doesn't work. We've all been shown it doesn't work. The real solution is to slash the bureaucracy and to point out that Congress alone is the only entity that has lawmaking authority. And this entire scheme of regulatory authority that was dreamed up and then pushed, and then so-called approved by the Supreme Court is all fake. The people have never agreed to any of this. They've never agreed to any of it. But see, that's not part of the conversation. The only thing you can talk about is voting and blaming the blue team and any red team members who happen to not pull their weight. But of course, that's always the case. They're never, ever united against the government growth because it's a scam. So here he is upset about it, but he's already leaving out the most important stuff. See, that's what he's leaving out. That's why it sounds like it all makes sense. You know, this guy purports to be this constitutional conservative lawyer, but he never, ever, ever talks about the fact that all this stuff is totally unconstitutional. It's always framed up in some kind of political bullshit fashion, just like he does on this show here. 
And the Democrats do everything they can to defend the bureaucracy, to unionize the bureaucracy, to ensure that the bureaucracy is very well and highly paid, and that it is expanding year after year after year at your expense. Okay, well, again, he acts like we have nothing to say about this, that this has nothing to do with the Constitution. Are we allowed under the Constitution to simply have an unlimited number of government employees making unlimited amounts of money doing unlimited amounts of things? If that's the case, then why talk about the Constitution limiting the government? See, there's no discussion of that. There's the huge disconnect that makes no sense with the constitutional conservatives who push this crap on radio and TV. They run around talking about this incredible thing with the Declaration of Independence, the brilliance of the document of the Constitution, how it limits the government, the checks and balances, but they, none of it actually works in, in reality. And whenever you're based with an actual case like this giant spending bill, there's no discussion at all about the fact that this is totally unconstitutional. These people all need to be arrested. It's not a matter of voting for it or against it. They don't have the authority to vote for it and put it into law. See, there's never any discussion about that. And I know when I speak like this, it hurts my ratings in Washington. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, wow. Gosh, he doesn't care if his ratings aren't good in Washington. The guy's making literally tens of millions of dollars pushing this crap. It has for decades and decades. And where have we gotten? We haven't gotten anywhere. We're just going in one direction, straight down. I don't understand. What does it take for people to catch on? People are not your friends. They're controlled opposition. They either aren't bright enough to figure it out, but a guy like this is fucking smart. How can he not see the absurdity of what he's saying? He just leaves out all these other discussions and just immediately goes into this nonsense about red versus blue. Did you know, according to the Heritage Foundation, did you know that each household in this country is on the hook? of over $220,000 in debt. That doesn't even include the unfunded liabilities. And so how does this happen? How do you have a limited government? It doesn't make any sense. How is this constitutional? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's going to wipe out that debt. Over $220,000 in debt, every household in this country. Uh -huh. well, and he also doesn't bring up the fact that all of this is driven by the Federal Reserve, which just has a fake money system, which is totally unconstitutional. And the Constitution itself says the states must accept only gold and silver as payment for debts. And that's just all ignored. See, it's all ignored, but all those fundamental issues are ignored every single time. And so it's very, very confusing to people because it sounds right. They're upset, rightly so, this absurd amount of debt and everything else. But what's the underlying implication at all times? That the solution is voting for this, this red team that will get in there. Well, of course, the red team, whenever they're in there, nothing happens. Let's just keep going with his bullshit. And that this so-called infrastructure bill adds almost another $3,000 per household. Okay. So? And it's not $1 trillion, $1.1 trillion, $1.2 trillion. The real number is closer to $2 trillion. Okay. So, again, what's the real problem there? The problem there is it's understated by probably approximately 40%. And why is that? Well, because the governmental accounting systems that are allowed to run on are, are just completely and totally fraudulent. And who's responsible for that? The government. <laughs> His people, they never complain about that. They don't bring up the fact that these so-called gap systems and all the stupid crap that they use in these congressional budgets, they're all just fraud on the people. But they're just blessed and okay by government and nobody complains about it. See, he, he admits that the thing is grossly understated. 
But he doesn't point out the real problem, which is this is, goes on with every single governmental budget. It's not pointed out. Why? Because his own team goes along with all of this crap. Because it's a game. It's professional wrestling. They're not actually on your side. They're not actually opposing each other. They agree about all the stuff that is important. The idea that you can have a fake money system, that the government can do all these things, that you must only vote, that we must follow the Supreme Court. All these things are in there. And once you're in that box, it's over. So you can't ever win inside this box. Hundreds of billions of dollars are unaccounted for. <laughs> so it's open fraud. So they're unaccounting for hundreds of billions of dollars. This is hardly the first time. The, again, he acts like it's a political problem, not a legal problem. Not the fact that everybody who's involved in this in any form or fashion needs to be put in prison. <laughs> Nothing happens. There's no discussion of it. It makes no sense. If there's hundreds of billions of dollars of fraudulent accounting and it's unaccounted for in the budget, well, I don't understand. How can this even be okay? Why, why does this have authority? Why does he continue to, to love on the Department of Justice and talk about slip and fall lawyers and tell us we have to have the rule of law? We're not operating in the rule of law. If they're just ignoring it, it doesn't make sense. See, none of it makes sense together. It's just about creating anger, emotional responses, and then getting fundraising all around this stupid red versus blue team. Hundreds of billions of dollars. <laughs> You want to know what else is in this? And we'll get to the $3.5 trillion later. That's coming, too. Okay. As pointed out by Heritage. Okay. A lot of radical causes. Uh-huh. Special treatment for disadvantaged groups, establishing a new bureaucracy to increase the number of female truck drivers. The Hyperwoke Digital Equity Act, which includes expanding Internet access for prisoners. All of this stuff is totally unconstitutional. He goes through this huge list of different things that are in there. Not one single time does he mention the fact this stuff is all totally unconstitutional. What is the point of getting on there and pretending to be a scholar that represents constitutional limitations and conservatism, and then every single time there's an issue, just ignore the fact that all this stuff is totally unconstitutional. And if the government is capable of just continuing to run on spending like this unconstitutionally, and the courts can't stop it, and nobody can stop it, and the only thing that can supposedly stop it is your vote, well then to say that the Constitution limits the government is not true. And it's not sufficient to say that the people need to enforce it because they're not allowed to. The only way there is to enforce something like this once you get a corrupt government like we have is through some kind of revolution or secession, but he never, ever talks about the fact that the country needs to be broken apart. It has to be. There's no solution inside the system. That's been shown. He'll get on there and complain endlessly about the federal judges who make bad decisions. He writes whole books about it, but he can, keeps telling you that we must stay in it and that we must obey it, even though there's nothing in the Constitution about it, even though none of the stuff makes any sense together. Do you see? It doesn't work. The, the analysis they use doesn't work. <laughs> just Yes, they're right about all the problems, but they leave out all of the important stuff. Oh, man. Did you know that's in the infrastructure bill? Tens <laughs> of billions on subsidizing electric vehicles, How? And charging stations, electric buses, How? electric ferry boats, How? so-called green energy production, mandating reports How? on climate change, How? even half a billion dollars to try to cool down pavements in cities. How? Pavements. 
How can all of that stuff be in there and no mention of the fact that it's totally unconstitutional? Just an act like it's all a policy issue. See? Doesn't make any sense. What else? Federal funding of local projects that involve traffic calming. You ever heard of that phrase? Me neither. Okay, so local programs. All right, so even under the most absurd stretch of the interstate commerce clause, there's no basis for this. Traffic calming. Okay, it's just a way to make people have to drive slower so they get pissed off. Traffic calming. It's closely related to the left-wing concept of road diets. Hello, road diets, which Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has endorsed. He endorses road diets. What does that mean? Deliberately slowing traffic and creating congestion. Okay, so this guy, he's an ex-CIA guy. He ran for president as a, as a Democrat. There's no mention of the fact that he's ex-CIA, the fact that CIA is involved in all of this, and the idea that any of this stuff is constitutional is preposterous. But there's no mention of any of this. See? In order to force people into public transportation. Do you still support this bill? I love these polls. Eighty-some percent of the American people support infrastructure. Do you support this? Of course not. Because you're lied to, there's censorship. He's right about that. They don't tell you what's in the bill. But I'll continue. And think of all the things you don't tell people, right? You go through this list, but you don't tell them all the things I'm saying. You don't do that, do you? And so, yes, of course they're lied to in the media, both sides of the media. Yes, you guys tell more truth, but you're more insidious and more damaging because the people who listen to guys like this and believe it are the people we need on our side if we want any actual freedom. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now, let's get back to the show. Yes, you guys tell more truth, but you're more insidious and more damaging because the people who listen to guys like this and believe it are the people we need on our side if we want any actual freedom. That this idea that you have to stay inside this gigantic monolith ruling over hundreds of millions of people that's totally and completely out of control, and its opposition is led by men like this who just ignore all the most fundamental things I bring up, even though they're constitutional scholars and lawyers themselves. How can they not see it? How? How can you be on the air for a decade, more than a decade, two decades, write all these books and not see that what he says makes no sense? How's that possible? See, how's that possible? How is he not controlled opposition? It's very, very difficult to understand an explanation for that. So he should be on there every single day pushing the same kind of things that I say, which is the system is totally unconstitutional, not a matter of voting. The reason he doesn't do it is because he could never be on the air doing that. 
so his show would be crushed and he would have to go out and start his own podcast. But he's got millions and millions and millions of people to listen to him. Think how much progress we'd make if guys like this got on there and told people the truth about the system instead of this endless set of lies. But see, they're locked into this because they push Lincoln as well, as though Lincoln was some great thing. Lincoln completely and totally destroyed whatever the Constitution is or was before that. You can't have a voluntary union of states that's held together by a war. That's not possible. It doesn't matter what the war's about. Sure, you can go down there and try to free slaves if you want to pretend that's what the war was about. Go down there. Pretend that's what it was. But you can't have a voluntary union afterwards. And the Reconstruction era proved it all. And he just never, ever brings up all the abuse that occurred both during the war and then after the war. In the courts, by the Republican Party, <laughs> all the jamming through of the different legislation all totally unconstitutional. And so he doesn't bring any of that up. How? How can this happen? See, how can this happen? How can this be a good faith mistake after this many years? It's not. Every one of these guys who becomes big does this same thing and ignores all of the points I make over and over and just makes sure that they drive everybody into the red versus blue narrative of voting nonsense that does nothing. That's all. It's not complicated. It's impossible. We have to get the people who listen to guys like this on our side. That's why I do these shows. People have to be able to see through the fact that, yes, he's right. You should be upset with all the spending. He's wrong when he fails to point out the way this even happens. And the solution is not to try to get more people who simply uh, betray you anyway. Every single time there's some kind of Republican majority, they don't jam through a bunch of stuff and eliminate all the laws. They don't do any of that. All then you hear about is how, oh, Susan Collins in Maine or Mitt Romney or some other person or Mitch McConnell sells us out and we have to get rid of them. Well, you can't. You can't do anything about a senator in another state. You can hardly do anything about a senator in your own state. Say so you can't do anything. He doesn't bring up the fact that the way senators are elected, so-called, is completely blew up the constitutional construct of each state having representation because once you have these general elections, they're so corrupt for senator. There's so much money involved that individuals just don't have jack shit to say about it. And the party system itself really wasn't a major thing when the Constitution was passed. Now the whole thing is just driven by primaries, which are completely corrupt. They're all behind the scenes, and there's basically no control over them, really, for all practical purposes. They can just rig them, which we all found out back in 2016 when they burned Bernie on the uh, Dem side. They don't have any obligation to do anything. They can run it any way they want. All of this stuff is ignored. See, all of it's ignored. And they just push everybody in this narrow little channel to get them upset, to get a angry and shouting at the Democrats. It's just silly. It provides $125 million towards studies and pilot projects to encourage state governments to do what? To push for miles travel tax on cars. Again, it's just... He just goes through another whole list. There's another one that's just obviously unconstitutional. How can the federal government give state governments money to have them push for programs that tax at a local level? So many levels of insanity and nonsense there. So many that you can't make sense of it. And because people are upset by the concept of the spending, rightly so, they can't see how they're being deceived by this man who 
runs around and says that he's a constitutional conservative and runs around and says how the Constitution limits the government. But there's never a case when these things come up, these giant bills, where he just says, everybody up in Washington involved in this, they all need to be arrested. This government is completely out of control and it needs to be dissolved. He never talks like that. He doesn't say all these states should be seceding. This is absurd. This is insanity. No one's ever agreed to any of this. And that puts aside all of the problems with the Constitution itself and the agreement and all the other things that I've brought up on the show. Think how much progress we'd be making if guys like this or Rush Limbaugh, even though he's now dead, had been talking like I talk instead of this red versus blue nonsense that keeps people on the plantation. (laughs) that's the key. See, that's the whole thing. That's why I'm so hard on constitutional conservatives and media, because they take the people we need. And the people we need want to hear truth. Some people can hear it, but most people, they have to hear it over and over and over again. See, they hear this stuff their whole lives. And so when they hear someone like me, I sound like a kook to them because they love the Constitution and the endless amounts of brainwashing. But if they were getting that from people all the time out there, if these people who were big media stars on radio and TV weren't selling out their audience so badly every single day, It wouldn't be the situation we'd have way more people on our side, even if it took the fact that, okay, well, he loses his show. Okay, they bring someone else in, and that guy also uh, ends up losing his show. And the guys on the other radio, they start losing their shows. Well, that alone would have a huge impact on people. They would wake up and say, what's going on? They're taking all these people off the air. What's going on? They would start listening to them on private. They could run their own stuff. But see, it doesn't happen because they sell everybody out for themselves, just like the liberals do. It takes both sides. It takes a false opponent and a Democrat to push the system forward. And everybody their entire lives has seen the government grow and grow and grow and grow. It never shrinks. It never shrinks. They had Trump. It didn't shrink. It didn't shrink. It grew like crazy. And he did all sorts of insane stuff. It's just... (sighs) I've just determined that this kind of analysis of this kind of show has to be done over and over and over again. It has to be because people have to start seeing it, how they do it every single day, all day long on the radio. The only way to counter it is I'm going to do shows often about this. I've considered doing a single standalone additional show because it has to be overwhelmed. You have to hear it again and again, have to see how they lie to you over and over and over, how every single time they leave it out. I don't know any other way to get through to people, and it probably won't get through to people either. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make more of these, and like I said, I'm seriously considering making a show every single week where I point it out again. Just pull one of these jokers up. Any of their clips work because they always leave the stuff out. They always mislead the people. And I know a lot of people who have already heard it. They'll say they don't want to hear that. And that's fine. I get it. That's why it would be an extra show. It would be an extra show if I did it each week. Because I really think it has to happen. It has to happen. Have any chance at all, you have to have it over and over and over again. Because it's been so burned into people's heads that this crap, this ridiculous, contradictory, nonsensical kind of discussion represents this intellectual position of conservatism. And it doesn't. It doesn't. These people are massively misleading you and tens of millions of other people. That's all.
So I'm not going to play the rest of it because each one of these little tiny pieces takes so long. I've done like two and a half, three minutes worth of his show so far. Look how much stuff has to be said about what he says wrong. And imagine he's on the air for like two hours of full time, three hours of airtime every single day. Same with these other guys, Bongino, Hannity, all these people, all the local guys, they all do the same thing. Think of the amount of brainwashing that's going on regarding this gross misrepresentation of the argument. All the way people are misled. And I'm completely convinced there's a large number of people who I could sway if they'd ever hear it. So I hope people share the show. I do. And I hope people support the show. I want to thank the people in Patreon who support my show because I know we don't have a lot of chance. I get it. I'm not, believe me, I'm not rose-colored glasses. But one, I think people each deserve to have an opportunity to hear the truth so they don't have to continue to live in their own fantasy world. They don't want to. Even if nothing changes, I think people deserve to hear the truth. So I really appreciate the people who support me in Patreon because without them, I just wouldn't keep making a show. But I, I feel appreciated by those people, and I respect them for respecting my time. I really do. And people can follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. I have been cast as Mr. Jones in an upcoming indie film written by Larkin Rose, which is going to be great. It got pushed 60 days on the filming because of a bunch of SAG stuff and these requirements and corona crap. But it's a great project. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope people support that project as well. And beyond that, I think I'm just going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. You've been a great audience. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together.